Welcome to Modern Marketing Messages, the leading podcast discussing the latest and greatest in both online and offline marketing tactics, strategies, and trends. I'm your host, Taylor Clark, marketing content writer at AmericanEagle.com. The holiday season is officially here, so today we're going to talk about four last-minute marketing tactics to help your business win this holiday season. And to do that, I have here with me Vanessa Cazone, digital marketer, and Sean Dunlap, digital marketing account manager. Vanessa, Sean, do you guys want to introduce yourselves, your experience in the space, and what you do at American Eagle? Yeah, of course. I've been a digital marketer, account manager now for seven years, working with a wide range of clients in all industries and different marketing tactics as well. Awesome. So I'm very excited to have this conversation today. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm Vanessa Cazone. I've been in the digital marketing space for about five years now. My main focus is in social media and email marketing, uh, but you know, I, I kind of focus on the entire breadth of the digital marketing mix. So yeah, excited to be here. Thank you. Thanks for coming today. We're super excited about this. Today is Cyber Monday of all days, so it's the perfect opportunity to discuss what we're talking about, and that is the four last-minute opportunities to win this holiday season. And, you know, before we talk about these last minute marketing tactics, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on where the market is at today. What are we seeing? What challenges are we seeing in both B2B and B2C? So from the B2B side, you know, I think everybody can relate to this right now. Um, Inventory shortages and supply chain issues. So really getting creative um, and, and presenting to your clients what they need this holiday season with what you actually have on hand is what we're seeing more on the, on the B2B front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say the same for B2C. I mean, it's it's really about being creative with whatever inventory you actually have. <laughs> yeah. If it's little to none, uh, we got to figure out how to utilize uh, what we have and uh, present it to our customers in a creative and enticing way. And I think supply chain issues are probably the biggest thing that's happening in both industries right now. I saw a news article the other day and it was like, over 200,000 shipping containers are waiting to be unloaded. Yeah. You know, and so like, I can't even imagine how much stuff is in 200,000 shipping containers waiting. So that definitely poses a big challenge for marketers. Yeah, I don't think I have one client that doesn't have any issues with yeah. the supply oh chain my. right now. Every single one of them. Yeah. yeah. That's something they bring up. That's it's, okay. That's what we're here for. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps us employed. Yes. <laughs> So moving on, now that we know some of the challenges, let's talk about the opportunities. And the first one I wanted to talk to you guys about was social media. We know, you know, social media is probably one of the most obvious opportunities because we all, you know, are so embedded in social media every day. But what are the non-obvious ways that marketers can reach their customers, consumers, all that stuff via social media this holiday season? I think it's really all about making sure that the content that we're publishing is engagement driven because we want to cater to our customers. We want to cater to whoever it is that we're reaching out to. So a lot of the the content calendars that I've been creating are really engagement driven and also lifestyle focused, not Mm -hmm. so much product driven, just because we have those times, Black Friday and Cyber Monday to hit our customers with all of those sales. But we want to make sure that we reel them in and entice them in a more relatable way. Yeah. So grab them first and then steal them away with the promotion. <laughs> um, but yeah, making sure that the both the in-feed and the story posts are engagement-driven so we know exactly what they want so that when the time comes, we can give it to them. Yeah, awesome. How about you, Sean? What are you seeing? 
So one uh, to kind of couple off of uh, Vanessa's approach is it's always good practice to go and look at what your competitors are doing as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and tailoring your message to what they may not be doing and creating that engaging content for that social post and then bring them back to the website with even more creative content to hold them on the site, the building the brand awareness and ultimately growing your footprint. So when you guys say creating engaging content, what can you give me an example of what that looks like? Or like an example post of what you're creating? Yeah, I mean, I think the more obvious one is, you know, giveaway posts, which yeah. I feel can be a little bit redundant during the holiday season. But I like to mix both engagement and lifestyle. So we're asking them, what we're, we're getting the audience to respond to whatever we're asking them or telling mm -hmm. them. So for, I'm just thinking Thanksgiving just passed. What's your favorite Thanksgiving meal? Tell us in the comments uh, what you're most thankful for this year, things like that. So just getting them to respond in any way we can so that we're building that sense of community and they can come back to us for whatever it is that they're looking for. I love that. I love the what's your favorite Thanksgiving <laughs> food kind of thing. Yeah, I'm still in that mindset. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what's your least favorite Thanksgiving food? Remove one from the list. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So the next one I wanted to talk about was inventory. We kind of touched upon that. We know it's a massive challenge right now. What are brands doing to get creative with what they do have in stock? So what I'm seeing on the B2B side is if we have a set of components and maybe we can build a kit that they didn't have available before. So doing your due diligence and identifying what's out there in terms of what are people looking for this holiday season, matching that up with obviously keyword research, looking at your inventory and go, oh, we have rails, we have all these components, let's, we can make a bed rail, uh, you know, as a pretty lame example, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there is a lot of those opportunities out there. And the, the challenge that I find is there's a little bit of kind of build up to get to that point. But once you can identify those areas for your clients, um, it really kind of sets them apart from some of their competitors. I gotcha. How about you, Vanessa? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's about uh, really, like I said, figuring out what it is that we have and then letting the customers know that we do have it. Yeah. I've, I've done a lot with my clients where it's like adding a label on all of the product images that says, um, you know, like ready to ship today. Like, oh. So they mm -hmm. know they'll get it before the holidays. They yeah. know that this is something that they're not going to have to keep checking, you know, their package delivery date. They know that they have it on hand. So just making it transparent and creating promotions out of that really. Yeah, I love the whole transparency thing because I, you know, just talking about from my own experience, when I see something that's like, oh, it, it won't ship until three weeks from now, I'm like, yeah, I don't want it yeah, anymore. No, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. If I want it, I want it now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one I wanted to talk about was retention campaigns. You know, we all know as marketers that if you want your customers to stay around, you have to give them a reason to come back. So what are your guys' thoughts on retention campaigns and what are you seeing brands do that are doing retention campaigns effectively? The way I see it kind of on our end is with the B2B side is there's a lot of nurturing campaigns come out. So if you have ordered, for example, 10,000 wood screws as another lovely example. <laughs> Sean has really cool I have great. I, have, I love my clients. Um, you have a, you have a, you have a, a client that ordered 10,000 wood screws. Okay. 
And we know through tracking their data when they come back to repurchase those, we can hit them with an email campaign or an SMS message, a social post to remind them to, hey, do you need those wood screws again? Come, yeah. come on back. Here's a promo code. Thank you for being a loyal customer. So that's one way we like to approach the, our nurturing campaigns within the B2B aspect of it. And it, it sees great returns. Yeah. And I think utilizing last year's list, if you will, in terms of emails, last year's holiday list in terms of who has purchased or who did purchase is essential because then we can continue to retarget them this year too. Whether it be like a gift related campaign or um, hey, do you need this this year again? Mm -hmm. Like something like that. I think that's super important to utilize the data that you already have. Yeah, that kind of sounds like, does loyalty programs kind of fit into this too? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah you want to make sure that you're gifting those loyal customers on special holidays and things like that. So for sure. Awesome. So the fourth last minute tactic that I wanted to talk about was SMS strategy or short message service texting. We all are glued to our phones mm -hmm. all the time. So I feel like as marketers, we know that SMS strategy is probably something that we would want to be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you're you're putting out a social campaign or an email campaign, you don't know whether or not that's going to hit the customer. You yeah. know if you're sending an SMS message that they're at least going to look at it. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so it's definitely essential, and it's actually pretty cheap from my experience and super easy, too. Uh, I mean, it's really just developing messaging, adding a graphic in there if you'd like, and sending it out, but very short and sweet, simple. Like I said, not very expensive, but I think definitely a way to capture an audience uh, in a last minute aspect, which goes well with this podcast. Yeah. Theme. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great way for retention as well. Yeah. If you check out from a site and you get a message saying, thank you for checking out, here's a promo code, mm -hmm. you're more often likely than to go back. Oh, I mean, yeah. And we've all had received that text message and then Three days later, we get another one, and they let us know our package has been shipped. Yeah, it just makes you feel good. Yeah, right. It's it's like it, it really keeps does. you in the loop. You know, yes. like you know everything that's going on with your package, and you don't have to constantly go in your email and hit Refresh. the track package yep. and all that stuff. So, and we all get so much spam in our email to begin with. It's you can miss those emails, but we don't miss text messages yeah no. <laughs> just, i'm constantly checking my texts so yeah and if you want to reach me send me yeah. an sms <laughs> message <laughs> and to go along with what sean said literally the other day i ordered something from nordstrom and it went straight to my spam email and i'm like oh my mm. gosh where is it did i even order it and so like you said a lot of times we're missing those confirmations and even those promotions and discounts and stuff like that so i would have much preferred a text. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in general, that's something that all brands should think about, but obviously, especially during the holiday season yeah. when sales are hopefully rising. <laughs> yeah. So the next thing I wanted to do, I wanted to play a little game with you guys. It's just going to be like a lightning round and I'm going to blurt out tactics that maybe it could work, maybe it couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to hear your guys' thoughts. So the first one I want to talk about, creative promotions. What kind of creative promotions are we doing? From the B2B side, we're really targeting users or companies for kind of after the holiday buildup. From the B2B side, you've got, um, I mean, obviously the world doesn't shut down for businesses, but re-engaging them after the holidays with those promotions through, through emails, social, even utilizing sections on the site within listing pages 
to showcase those promotions as well. And you could really take a dive further into that and start segmenting out your users and what messaging do you want to show or what promos do you want to show to those users on certain sections of the site. So that's something that we'll really be gearing up here for shortly. Awesome. I have a client that specifically sells wine racks um, and we're doing a 25 days of wine racks promotion for them. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yes, and we're utilizing kind of that same aspect that I mentioned earlier of taking the products that they know they're going to have on hand and using those um, for each day. So at the end of the week, it'll be a recap of the seven products of oh. the week and then obviously special deals on those products and then obviously that reflects on the home page uh, on social media but specifically this is an email campaign but really utilizing you know what is something that we can capture during the holidays and you know get the um, customers interest right away and just getting creative and fun with it and going from there. Yeah, I love that. And I think that also helps that specific client, you know, alleviate any of those inventory issues and yeah. supply chain stuff because they're only promoting exactly what they know they're going to have. Yep, it's a win-win for sure. Yeah. So the next one kind of goes by, I think what you were talking about earlier was targeting by geolocation. So it's specifically targeting yeah. certain customers. So you kind of touched upon that in your previous answer. So this is one of my favorite tactics <laughs> of all marketing. All your data kind of comes back together to tell one story of yeah. who your users are, where are they coming from, where are they located, and what are they, more, most importantly, what do they want? Mm -hmm. So if, if you can look at that data, if we have a social campaign that we sent out to all of our followers and we track those users coming back to our website and say they were all from Delaware and we know that these users clicked on this campaign and are interested in this specific product we can then go in either through Google Ads or, or other campaign types we could do emails and just target our Delaware users and hit them with messaging and marketing campaigns for in relation to the product or the campaign that they came from. So we see this a lot in kind of the manufacturing space, especially around trade shows. So mm, we'll run yeah. a lot of display ad campaigns in a 10 mile radius around a trade show. And then we'll start as the weeks go by, we'll start seeing where we're getting these users coming to the site and then start pinpointing and honing in on our geolocation. What's great about it too is, you know, everybody's conscious about what they're spending with their ads is, it's very inexpensive because you're not covering the entire United States. Yeah. You're covering a small portion of people. Mm -hmm. So it's a good way to keep your, your costs down and get visibility on the brand for users that have intent of coming to your site. I really like that idea. That's good. And it seems very inexpensive. Not very, but, you know, relatively inexpensive compared to many other types of targeting or just marketing in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that I'm I'm my mind goes straight to Facebook ads, but I think in general like narrowing down your audience based on geolocation is obviously very smart, but I think the more granular you can get sometimes the better. Uh with Facebook that's a large question mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it obviously depends on the brand, but yeah, I agree with everything Sean said. So the next one I want to talk about video content. How do we feel? What are we seeing? I love video content. I love video. Yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so powerful. Yeah. It is so powerful. I mean, nobody, unfortunately, nobody likes to read anymore. Yeah. 
I mean, we'll read our text messages, but yeah. we won't <laughs> we won't sit down and, and read a full blog um, and digest all that content. We'd rather sit down and, and watch a five minute video or yeah. a short clip. And what's great about those videos, too, is they're not just for YouTube. They should be on your site. You should have a transcript to go along with them mm-hmm. to improve your SEO. Yeah. Um, and they're just, just incredible engagement with them, no matter the industry. Yeah, for sure. I mean... Instagram specifically is obviously you can see with the reels and just the, the mass amount of video content. It's incredible and the algorithm picks it up like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so I try to pull video content from wherever I can, obviously, as long as it's quality video content. Yeah. Um, some things that I like to tell my clients is, uh, you know, make sure it's instructional. If it's not instructional, make sure there's some sort of testimonial or some sort of Uh, messaging that can get across to the customers it's not like a basic oh here's a i mean there there's there's a a time and a place for the nice yeah you know panning of whatever it is but it has to have some sort of substance or else it's it's gonna get lost totally agree so next one gift certificates how do we feel about gift certificates do you guys see your clients do any of those Sean, it might be a little more difficult because it's B2B, so... Yeah, on the B2B side, I don't I don't really deal too much with gift certificates, but it, I have seen them. Yeah. I don't think they might do as well as when we're discussing yeah. B2C, yeah. so... Mm-hmm. I mean, gift certificates are definitely great now when we're talking about inventory issue. Yeah. Like, if we know there's going to be an overall inventory issue, push the gift cards because, I mean, you can get those out within five to ten minutes yeah. they're in the customer's inbox and I was they can say, do a lot whatever of times the heck they they're want with sent straight to your phone now you don't yep. even have to have a physical gift card yep for sure so utilize them where you can especially if the inventory or the supply chain issues are are a big thing in in your industry or in your brand the next one i wanted to talk about is giving someone an experience what kind of experiences are we talking about here what's easy to do last minute that you're giving somebody a memorable experience with your brand with COVID especially I think people are itching for experiences rather than physical gifts yeah so I think it's really about thinking about when when the customer is giving a gift are we giving them an experience and if your brand is someone or something that can give that to the customer then embrace it because I think a lot of a lot of shoppers are looking for that because mm-hmm. they want to give something that's not like tangible, a, a physical product. They want to give you something that you can remember yeah. uh, because we haven't been able to do a lot of those things <laughs> in the last yeah. couple of years. So, uh, yeah, definitely something to think about. Yeah, I would have to agree with Vanessa on that. She nailed it right on the head. The next one I want to talk about, it's a little bit more on the technical side, but just site speed and checkout processes and ensuring that everything is seamless. Yes. So that is something we need to consider now and probably a week ago. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. As that is something that always needs to be on the forefront is what is your checkout experience like? Because if you have a bad checkout experience, people aren't going to come back to your site. Yeah. So um, I, I always like to tell my clients, you know, a couple months in advance, you start watching your hot jar videos, your user recordings, look at where people are dropping off within the form and start making your tweaks and adjustments and then always be A-B testing. So yeah, yeah. always want to give your users the best experience on the site. Agreed. How about brand recognition campaigns? From an email standpoint, we've done a couple of these where we've gotten really creative and kind of 
ghost written some things that didn't really have we weren't pushing up well we were pushing products within the content but more or less these were individuals who were on the road all the time so we were giving them something to read that came from the website that you know we then saw users like hey you're like this is pretty interesting you guys should keep doing this keep it up and getting sales from it now so yeah i mean i think that's definitely something more to consider for the b2b end Mm -hmm. yeah just because we're not necessarily for the holiday season you don't find a lot of like specific promotions so just running those more brand specific brand like related campaigns Mm -hmm. i think is important so at least your name is out there uh while the all the other brands are obviously saturating (laughs) social media and your email and whatever it is so and so the very last one i want to talk about we kind of touched upon it a few times what about retargeting so retargeting through your email campaigns or social campaigns looking at your data understanding what kind of your users are looking for and then you know with the holiday season tailoring that message to you know we we talked about sending an email for what you purchased last year i know I do this all the time. I, I buy the same thing every single year for yeah. one person. <laughs> it's 50 tubes of chapstick. So, and I hate going on Amazon and searching 50 tubes of chapstick. So every year I get that email and I'm like, well, there's the chapstick. So <laughs> now I'm out of here. Um, but I would, for the holiday season, going back and, and if you're able to identify what users had purchased in the past, present to them those same options and then similar like-minded products as well. Yeah, I think you were kind of relating it back to last year's purchases. Mm -hmm. You can also take that same tactic and relate it back to the engagement that was going on with the Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales or activity, and then take that into consideration for, you know, the weeks leading up to Christmas, and, and we can retarget those customers specifically. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me on this uh, Cyber Monday, talking about four last minute marketing tactics. You guys provided some really great insights. So I hope, you know, everyone can learn a little something from our conversation today. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. No problem. Thank you for listening to Modern Marketing Messages. For more information about the topics discussed today, check out the description of this episode. If you like this episode, follow the podcast wherever you listen to them to stay up to date with us. While you're at it, give us a rating and share this podcast with others. This episode is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. I'm Taylor Karg, and I'll be back with another modern marketing message.